This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. And uh, I'm back with uh, Nate Sweeney. And uh, we started a conversation on our last podcast talking about uh, what what his the title of his book is Abiding in Physical Health. And so we kind of dove into this idea of what does that mean and, and how important is our physical being, you know, and also relation to our spiritual being and our soul and all that. So welcome back, Nate. Hey, welcome. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So we just want to keep talking a little bit more about this because uh, there's so much we could talk about. Um, and and I was just uh, thinking about we were, we, had our, we were at our summit with, with some of our top leaders from around the country. And uh, we even invited anyone who wanted to to come out and do a workout on, on Saturday morning, whatever. And and it was it was really just interesting. And we had about thirteen guys get up early at six in the morning to go out and try to work out and all that. And uh, and I don't know. It was just it's just we we weren't condemning anyone. We were just throwing out a challenge, you yeah. know. And and I I ended up just telling the guys, hey, I don't know what it looks like for you, but just ask God to show you what it looks like for you. Mm-hmm. You know, just He'll help you because He cares about these things. Yeah. And and I was telling you my story, Nate, but. Uh, when I when I decided I've got, I've got to get, I've got to do something you know and I said Lord I have no idea what to do would you would you help me mm-hmm. and immediately he popped an idea in my head of this deal called F three and this was a workout group that I did with these guys in South Carolina mm-hmm. Glenn Gordon who is our new regional director yeah. he had asked me to come out and speak to come out and speak on spiritual leadership or whatever and he he said well you got to do the workout and I was <laughs> like well, what are you talking about <laughs> I can't do some boot camp workout yeah. and this is about three years ago. And uh, anyway, I ended up I ended up doing it after a lot of trepidation and fear. And and but but I actually there was something about it I really liked because yeah. it was all these guys encouraging one another, and it, there was some. It reminded me of a journey group, really. Yeah. And so uh, so I thought I was going to have to start F three here in Northwest Arkansas, and I was like checking into it and all this stuff, only to find out they already had they already it. had one. Yeah. And then I was like. Oh no, that means I have to go this week. <laughs> I thought I had six months to ramp up to this deal. And so I ended oh, up going awesome. out and, and all that. But but the point is, that's how God is yeah. in my experience. You, you know, if he's if if he's putting something on your heart and and if you're asking for help, he gives you yeah. he'll give you a plan. Mm-hmm. And you may not figure it out overnight. It takes some time and that's all right. that stuff. I mean, your deal was a process mm-hmm. to, to where Absolutely. all the benefits you've gained. Mine's been a process yeah. and it's not done. And, you know? and every step of the way he was there. I just, the divine connections, and I'll share that if you want me to at some point. I mean, just how God did that. Yeah, well, you go ahead. Dive in. Well, I mean, early on with, um, well, let me start with this. That's why all of the Abiding Life books, the Abiding Life series, every one of them begins with the chapter on Abiding in Christ. Because that's the whole point of this. It's not about vanity and getting physically fit. It's about as an abider in Christ, what are your you know, callings for my life, Lord, and how do I accomplish those? And so that, again, that's where the theology in this book uh, lays out. I do believe there's a theology of taking care of your physical body. And so uh, for me, it was funny because I didn't know where to begin after I'd left my doctor. And I'm like, I just know there's something different. I'm not going to get on all these medicines. If I had to, I would. But um, I had a friend of mine I hadn't seen since college and I, we weren't even close friends in college, but he reached out and he, he works with churches and helps build churches. And so he just came into town and starts talking to me. And I said, man, you look phenomenal. What have you been doing? And he said, two years ago, and I began to talk about how he passed out at his desk and he had 
thick blood and he was sick as all. I mean, they were just diagnosed him with all kinds of stuff. So he got in touch with this functional medical doctor and gave me his number. So you, you'll read the the, the history of, of it in the book, but when, that's where I had that connection. And so he he introduces me to this guy right in the middle of, I'm just saying, God, where what's next for me? And that's when everything did a 180 for me. And Dr. Mark helped me process through that whole season. So again, God's with you in every step of the way. Mm-hmm. If you're abiding in Christ, he's going to answer those those cries and those Heart, heart strings that you're you're pulling on, right? He's going to give you the directions. Well, and and I'm a big believer in healing. I mean, I and and I would say supernatural healing. Mm-hmm. But but as I think about this and process it with you, I'm thinking about how Jesus, you know, he sent him out two by two, and he said, "Heal the sick that are there," and all that. Maybe just maybe part of the way he wants to heal the sick is to help people have learn how to have better yep. lifestyles, mm-hmm. you know, so they can, the, the healing will come naturally yep. the way God mm-hmm. intended. It's not always has, to, doesn't always have to be a supernatural right. raised from the dead type experience, although he could do that too. Yep. Even people have lived horrible lifestyles. Absolutely. He's been known to heal them too, just because he's so gracious, yeah. you know, yeah. but I, I would bet he wants us to be healed by walking with him yep. and being disciples and in, in the way we live in every, every well, aspect. And of that's life. where I, and we cover that in the book too. The holistic side is Natural and supernatural. And so, again, going back to the stats at the beginning of the book, 80% of these people have say-so in their disease that they're dealing with, the chronic Mm -hmm. illnesses, right? The 20%, that's where we believe God for the supernatural, right? But 80% with lifestyle change, diet, exercise, all of those things, you have say-so. So you can't just blame the devil. You can't blame, you know, everybody else. You've got to look in the mirror and say, well... If I'm in the 80%, I actually have something to do with this. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I just never understood people that lived horrible physical lives and then said, well, just God's going to heal me. Well, why would he? That's like saying in the soul, you know, I'm just going to look at porn and I'm going to just live my life, less of the flesh, less of the eyes, pride of life. And and then God's just going to bless me. No, you're actually, you know, disobedience to his word. Why mm-hmm. would he bless that? That doesn't, you know, but we look at it totally different. And so mm-hmm. I think that's one of the areas for me that that really stood out. And, and again, that whole piece is in the book as well. My daughter's in that category. She's got Turner syndrome. Yeah, talk She's, about um, you know, diagnosed at, you know, uh, 97% of them don't even live beyond the womb. They die, you know, they spontaneously abort. And so she's a miracle to be even born. We saw 27 specialists within the first two years of her life. Uh, she had all kinds of, you know, major issues. Basically, she's missing one of her X chromosomes. And so there's some things you can do in the natural, but it's mostly supernatural. And uh, most Turner's girls don't live thriving lives and they die young. And um, so anyways, we've watched God do supernatural after supernatural. The doctors have made statements. Endocrinologists, geneticists, doctors have said, she's exceeding all of our expectations. She's a walking miracle. And uh, just the other day, we met with our geneticist specialist and our endocrinologist, and he teared up and he said, this is the last time I need to see her. She's 15 now. And he said, she's as far as, I mean, she's healthy and we don't see any negatives in her future. And um, when she becomes an 18 adult, you know, maybe get her into some other stuff. But I mean, just supernatural. Like, Mm. I mean, just, you can't Mm. even explain it. Well, that's what I'm talking about. God I believe is a natural and a supernatural healer. And so he wants to work with the natural, just like he would in, in other areas, just mm-hmm. like finances. You can't just not budget and and just completely get into debt and say, now God's going to bless me financially. Well, that goes against his word. So why would he do that in the physical? So you were a part of that 20% of Monica with the story of depression. She was, you know, just, it just, she wasn't finding freedom just in the natural means. And then God, 
you know, in a church service, just nobody touched her, nobody prayed for her, just completely just brought her to a place of deliverance in one moment. But then she had to learn how to walk that out. And that's where counseling and, you know, biblical accountability and all of that comes into play. So uh, that the book is is not just about all natural or most healing books are all about the supernatural. Mm -hmm. This is a combination. Okay, God, I believe you're a great physician, which the first few chapters are about the theology. I believe God is a healer. We see it in the Old Testament, Jehovah Rapha. We see it in the New Testament um, and we see it in the atonement of Christ. Whether you receive healing this side of heaven or not, healing's in the atonement, right? And Mm -hmm. so we just see that God is a God of healer. Or if he doesn't heal, he gives you grace to live out whatever it is you're going through. And so um, uh, I just feel like it's a balanced approach to all of it. It's not trying to pick a side. So tell a little bit more about Monica's depression story. Yeah, so Monica's depression story, uh, and and again, this new book that's coming out next month, she tells, she actually, I tried to get her to co-write it with me, but it just didn't happen. But she, I quote her a lot in the book, but she tells her story there, and um, it just goes back to even some childhood stuff, just darkness. And um, it got to the point where um, we got into it one night, and she was on one of her um, downward spirals. Um, and when she would go there, she would go dark and she got in the van and she was leaving. And I went out to the garage and pleaded with her not to leave. And she rolled down the window and, um, I just choke up every time because, um, I, I didn't know if she was coming back. She had mm-hmm. had thoughts of driving off the side of the road. I mean, we lived in a really steep area where, um, and I just said, okay, well, tomorrow I'll call the elders. I'm going to resign from my role. And I'm going to focus on you. You know, we've got to get you healed. And, and she said something snapped in her because she said that, she didn't believe that I was number one in her life. She would, you know, ministry's number one. And um, anyways, when we went to the elders, they said, no, you're, you're not going to resign. Um, if you need to do that, that's fine. But we're going to walk this path with you. And they walked the path of healing and restoration. And so we got her some natural help. But then that Sunday in 2011, she just, well, we were in church during worship. And um, she re- writes it in the book, but it was basically like she just saw a picture of herself in a, in a block of ice. She could see everything, but she couldn't connect with it. She couldn't feel it. She couldn't sense it. And she just felt like the Lord just break that block and it just all disappeared in a moment's time. Uh, we'd been praying for years, mm-hmm. but in that moment, something broke. And so every day she explains it this way. Every day she would wake up in depression um, and have to fight her way out. Well, now she wakes up not in depression and she had to learn not to go back into that. So there's a night and day difference. And if mm-hmm. you've ever dealt with stuff like that, you know what you know what she's talking about because it was a constant just there. Now it's not constantly there, but she still has to be diligent uh, to renew her mind. She's you know we both still see a counselor. We're you know that's that's part of our you know our health rhythm mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she has accountability with women in her life. Me and her are accountable, and she's in a solid biblical community. I mean, she's in the word every day. And so uh, she's a journey person. She's been in multiple journeys and led journey groups. And um, that's a soul health thing for her. So, again, it's the natural and the supernatural. That's what I like to say in, in, in the way God works. Uh, one, Some people want to pick either or, either intellect and, and natural or supernatural. God's a God of both. And mm-hmm. either way, we got to let God be God. We just abide in him. And she's in paying attention to her physical fitness at, as well, right? times, Yeah, and that's was the she thing. before or no? She was not. No. Okay. Um, and matter of fact, um, that's that same time period where, I mean, again, I, that's her story to tell. And I don't. She's she's told it publicly. We've told it, you know. But even just the amount of of extra weight that she carried and um, had no desire to do anything about it. And in that season, everything changed. She just found the. Um, 
the the mental desire to start making some changes and it happened and she i mean she just lost a ton of weight and um i mean she's in a boot camp type environment like six i think she just completed 500 camps over the last few years i mean you're talking like five six days a week and her her eating has changed and um and so she's in in extremely good health um according to the even the doctors and the you know the reports that she gets because we do our yearly physicals and yeah so that changed even because she whatever it was that switched in her it gave her the drive then to make some physical changes now she'll say when man when i don't work out a couple days it affects her mental. And so there's, again, which we, you can, there's neurological reasons why endorphins mm-hmm. and chemicals that our body, it's proven if you go just walk 30 minutes a day, it just stress levels drop, you know, blood pressure drops, you know, and, and just changes things. Mm-hmm. But again, there's that correlation between the body and the, yep. and the soul and mm-hmm. the mental, that all that all it's get. Because I guess the mental is kind of in the physical and in the soul category. Yeah. Thoughts are kind of, yeah, know. just, you know, and I, you know, when I, years ago I started studying not to get too deep, but under the, under Hebrew and in, in the old Testament that you don't see a, like soul was just your spirit and your soul. Like you don't, there's not even a Hebrew word that really breaks it down to okay. triunity, right? It's just, yeah. you see the body and you see the soul in the new Testament. You see three clearly distinct. Well, Greek's got a lot of different language, you know, words, you know, ways to. And so you clearly see spirit, soul, and body. And so that's why I say, you know, the spirit is is our inner person, inner man or woman, mm-hmm. that the soul is the mind, will, and emotions, and they're they're intimately connected. Those will exist forever, either with God or separate from him. Mm-hmm. And then the body will, it's decaying and it will do, you know, be done away with, but then we get new bodies, whatever that looks like. We don't have a lot of clarity in scripture, but, and so you're right, they're, they're interconnected. There's, but it's hard to say where and how, like the soul and the spirit are. They're, they're so connected, but yet they're so unique. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm thinking about. Um, I was thinking about our summit because we really feel like. Um, and Rocky talks about the you know personal abandonment and absolute trust is a time is a moment of consecration. Mm-hmm. You know that every believer needs to come to a point of. You know, it's almost like the threshold of that doorway in the journey of the inner chamber. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a step. You, know, you got to say, all right, Lord, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever personal abandonment, absolute trust. Yeah. I'm denying myself. I'm I'm all in. I'm mm-hmm. consecrating myself. And uh, so, why wouldn't physical be part yeah. of that? I mean, I think I think most of us would think of that as. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say they're afraid to go in that. What if they start counting the cost? What yeah. do I have to give up? Mm-hmm. And you know, and and if you've got a sin that's captivating you that'll be yeah. tough you know because you're thinking oh man i gotta give that up yeah. I, mean, I don't know if I want, i'm ready to go there yet you're or exactly whatever it right. is yeah. or you think life's gonna be boring or mm-hmm. you know whatever you think um but it seems like it's scripture telling us to examine ourselves yeah. examine what's going on in us and 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 i that's where i think the starting point is yeah. is is for every believer out there is like lord why am i listening to this podcast you know or, <laughs> why, or why is this you know why do i think i need to get one of these books or whatever but what what, where do I start? I mean, yeah. what's going on in me that needs to change, you know, or, or what, what am I not giving over to you? Yeah. And so do you think that's a good place to start for people of Absolutely. with their body? What am I, I'm not giving you my, my diet. I'm yeah. not giving you my physical being or, you know, whatever. Well, that's one thing I addressed in the book towards the end is I'm an all or nothing guy. That's my personality. But some people it's a, I got to start with one little small thing yeah. and do that right for six months and then do something else. It's the word consecrate is it just means to set apart or to, to set, set something as sacred. It's you're putting it as a, okay, we're, we're giving this some serious attention here and we're setting it apart. And so whatever that is in your life, I think the problem is many times we, 
we see this big picture, whatever, whether it's Hollywood or romance or it's in our brain. And we don't just start in that intimate place with God and say, Lord, search me. Psalm 139, examine me. What's that first place? And so for me, I would have thought that first place was a physical examination, which it was, but it took me almost two solid, longer than two years. I knew what I needed to do and I didn't make the changes. The Lord started dealing with some soul issues, started digging up some of these emotional dysfunction from my dad issues from way back when. Mm. And when I started addressing some of those, it opened up this, oh, my next step is to to get physically healthy. Mm. I I can't explain it, but it was just like God's order. And so when you're abiding in Christ, I don't, that's why in this book, you're not going to find 10 principles and step one, step two. It's if you're abiding in Christ, what is step one? It's to be sacred before God and to consecrate your life before God, set it apart, and he'll, he'll lead and direct you. He'll bring the right people across your path. He'll bring the podcast or the books or the you know, just even in your time of prayer. So I, I think sometimes we, we as human beings, we do like step one, step two, but I, I just don't see God work that way a lot of times. He's an orderly guy. We see it in scripture, but he's a God that says, Daily bread. Come to me. Manna was mm-hmm. daily. If he stored it up for two days, it got rotten. He talks about the Holy Spirit revealing things to us. And uh, being filled with the Spirit means that there's a, a, a it has to be a consistent thing in our life. And, and so I think that's a great perspective to have, Brian. It's Don't get overwhelmed. Well, I was, I'm just thinking back when uh, I first decided to be a committed believer. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I was a believer, but then I went to Promise Keepers and then decided, all right, I, there's a lot I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just a, I'm not a follower. I'm just a believer, mm-hmm. you know, but I want to, I want this life. They were painting this picture of a, of a man of God mm-hmm. and what he looked like. And I wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, all right, I got to figure this out. Yeah. And so, cause I just had my first baby and I'm like, man, I gotta, for the sake of her, at least yeah. I got to do something. And so I remember this idea, oh, you got to read God's word. Well, what, I mean, that, that just seemed like a chore. Like, <laughs> like, how do you do that? You know? Yeah. And so I didn't even know what I was doing, but but somebody told me, they said, if you do something 15 times in a row, it can become a habit. Mm. And and I thought, okay. So I endeavored to get up 15 minutes early and just spend 15 minutes reading God's Word nice. 15 yeah. days in a row. And and I don't know if it was 15 days or what, but but God God started meeting me in that time. Yes, yeah. And that's what drew me in to start going back or whatever. Nice. So I drew, I remembered that when I started this F3 deal for me. Mm-hmm. God, I mean, I prayed. God gave me my my path or mm-hmm. one path that I could do was this F3. F3 is not everywhere. So, yeah. but for me, that was it. And so I start going and it sucked. And I was just like, <laughs> as Gary says, it sucketh. It and sucketh. and uh, I was like, oh gosh, you know, I don't, I think I'm too old for this. Yeah. I can't do this. These guys are all younger. And, uh, but then I remembered that and I thought, okay, I'm going to challenge mm-hmm. myself. I'm not going to quit until I at least try to go 15 times. Mm-hmm. So I, I challenged, I wasn't going to quit till I went nice. 15 times. Well, now I've been over 40 times and I've led three workouts. Nice. And it's like, I'm like, it's crazy. Yeah. I would have never dreamed mm-hmm. this would happen. So there is something to, to giving your heart to God, endeavor, you know, conditioning your will that you're going to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then giving yourself a, a little bit of a goal or a parameter, yeah. you know, just, just determining that I'm going to do this. Yep. I'm a, and, and I think doing it to glorify God, doing it because God right. told me to is a lot bigger motivator. Big difference. Or doing it for your family. Yep. You know, some of these... People are not taking care of themselves, and they got families that are going to need yep. them around. They don't need to be having a heart attack at age forty because right. they, because they didn't take care of themselves. Yep. Their families are going to wish they would have. Exactly. You know. Yep. So, so anyway, so any more about you know kind of where to start or any thoughts? Well, about and that? I go over that in a lot in, in the book. I I talk about my story, and then I I talk around my story to where I looked at certain things and I said, 
man, I tried. It just wasn't for me. It didn't work for me. But man, I'm seeing guys over here dropping weight like crazy and getting in great shape. So you've got to find what works for you. And so I gave some examples in the book, like like juicing. I juiced for you know two years and did intermittent fasting. And of course, with medical advisement, I mean, if you if you drop a lot of weight fast, you can really your body can go into like a it can really hurt you. So you got to you do it with medical. Again, I'm not on the medical side, but you know, I, once I was about a year and a half through fasting, um, we noticed some blood sugar issues with my functional medicine. And so he said, let's, you know, it's, it's all natural vegetables and fruits, but it's full of sugar. It's natural sugar. So I, I got off of that and noticed some really good results. So for a year and a half, it was working well, but then, you know, so it's not like step one, step two, step three. It's what works for you with your doctor. Talk about it. I think accountability is huge. So you have someone that you're accountable to, that's an encourager, but that you can say, Hey, it's been a couple of weeks and they can just say, so where are you at with this? Whether that's a counselor, a pastor, a friend, you know, a family member, mm-hmm. um, or a spouse. I mean, me and Monica are best friends. We talk about everything. So we get to encourage each other and even hold each other accountable. So I think that starting point, again, it goes back to what you said, consecration. Abiding in Christ should be a daily personal abandonment and absolute trust, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's a daily consecration. And so, you know, speak, Lord, for your servants listening. What what do you have for me in this season? And And I've just found God is so tender with me. He's a gentleman. He is so I've just I've been I just came out of a season of sifting. It was a very difficult season. But even in that, he didn't just blow me up and inundate me with 50 things. He so tenderly said, it's like he held my heart so tenderly and said, we're just going to, we're just going to clean up this one area, Nate. And, and so whatever that is, just be led by the Lord with accountability, biblical community, but man, uh, don't have that fear, you know, trust in him. And he's, he'll, he'll give you new desires. He'll change things. Um, I think sometimes, and I've heard this, I've taught this for years. I heard it years ago. Sometimes we think the pain of getting to the other side and being healed is more than the pain we're in now. So we stay in our pain. And you've, if you've ever heard the story about the two farmers sitting on a, on a porch and there's a hound dog and he's howling away and, and he just won't stop. And the one farmer says, what's up with, what's his problem? He goes, oh, he's laying on a nail. And he said, well, why didn't he just get up? And he said, well, I guess it doesn't hurt bad enough. And sometimes we, we just, we, we're so used to the pain and we think, man, to get healing from the other side, that's going to be too much. It's going to, so we just stay in our pain. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that's what God has for you. Mm-hmm. So it's that first initial step of consecrating that relationship or that hurt or that abuse that you suffered or uh, the physical issues, uh, consecrating that to God and saying, Lord, give me, give me step one. Yeah. Well, and I, I was just thinking about, you know, there's all different kinds of diets. There's mm-hmm. keto, there's vegan, you know, there, yeah. you know, there's all different and everyone's going to think theirs is the best yeah. or whatever. And there's, there's all different exercise plans too, mm-hmm. you know, different ways you can exercise. So, yeah. so I can see where that you can get bogged down the details and then go nowhere. Right. Yeah. You know, but, um, I think, don't you think a lot of the things though are just kind of common sense or, you know, things that you already know. I mean, mm-hmm. like, like definitely about things you're eating or, sure. you know, I think the Holy Spirit, if you're abiding in Christ, the Holy Spirit will show you yeah, things. I think so. He'll give you a check in your spirit if there's something, you know, you really shouldn't do that. Yeah. I, well, I know. I think we override that all the time. Oh, I mean, yeah. I just think, I think he, I think there's some obvious things, yeah. you know, that he, and then even, and then if you ask for help, like I said, I think he'll help you. Mm-hmm. He'll, yeah. he'll help you guide you to some local workout group or, That's right. or whatever, you know, and it doesn't really matter what it looks like. It just matters that you're paying attention and, That's that right. you're, and you're trying to make some steps toward yeah. being a good steward of the body. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I was caught in that cyclical trap and I shared in the book, I did five of the most popular, um, 
I forget what they're called, but like multi-level marketing plans, we did them consistently, faithfully. Like we bought all the stuff, we did all the cleanses, we, and we we'd lose weight, we'd put it back on. We'd lose weight, we'd put it back on. So I don't like the word diet, and I go over this in the book. As we understand diet, it's I you know we're going to do this whole thirty for thirty days, and then we're going to break it the fast with pizza, and you know, <laughs> and we're going to indulge you. See, when you think of it that way, you're you're doing it just again going back to fasting. You can do anything for a short period. You got to think about diet as a what is a diet? It's a holistic, and I even would include your your soul in that. What is a healthy diet look like? Um, mm-hmm. And it's not a period where I'm going to do this for thirty days. It's what are the nutrients in my bodies? What's the fuel? What's the, you know, the, the good things that I, you know, that I need. And, and then how do I put a plan in place to live that out? Not for 60 days, but for my life, you know? <laughs> and, and I think that's what changed in my brain too. It's, it's not a do this for a season and get back on, you know, the way it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, in our last minutes here, I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about fasting. Cause I, I do think there's a correlation there because yeah. I've always thought of fasting as, you know, it's biblical. First of uh-huh. all, I mean, he, he says, when you fast, yeah. like everybody, it should be a practice, a discipline mm-hmm. of a believer. Um, and I've always thought of it as, you know, giving yourself fully to the Lord and denying some of your most basic, mm-hmm. you know, things that you would want, which is food, you yeah. know, that we all need, you know, to live and all that. But, and, and we can survive, for a while without it, yeah. you know, we don't think we can, but we can. Um, but something about the times I've done it, when you, when you do that, it does give you more, it allows the spirit to speak more clearly yeah. and all that, and all that. What's your experience with fasting and how yeah. this relates to the conversation? Absolutely. I, th- I think you're exactly right. And, and I didn't mean to, to sound that way earlier that we dismiss fasting, but you know, I think some people only just think of fasting as a three day, five day, seven day, and then go back to the way things was versus a fasted life. But kind fasting, like the diet, the diet, it's exactly. Like the same Bingo. Kind of, yeah. But okay. yes, it's fully biblical. For me, it's not just denying my body something, but it's saying, or my soul, but it's saying I'm, I'm, I'm consecrating this piece. And in place of that, I'm going to add in. And so like I have friends that, you know, for Lent or whatever they, well, I'm not going to eat this, but they're, they're still indulging in everything else. They're not, it's not a spiritual or an emotional practice. Mm-hmm. It's literally just, I got to do this for 40 days, right? So fasting to me is you're, you're consecrating this over here. And with that extra time or, you know, mental clarity or whatever, you're committing to something else. So usually it's, I'm going to spend this time in prayer. I'm going to spend this time in worship or, or meditative silence and God's word, or I'm going to read this book with my family. So it's not just giving up something, but it's, it's replacing it with, Lord, I'm vertically driving to you. And so I'm going to not watch TV for 30 days. And the time I would have normally spent, I'm doing this spiritual mm-hmm. practice. That's how I have you fasting as such a powerful, uh, or it could be service. You're serving your community. You're, we're going to not eat out for a month, but the money we would have spent, we're going to take it to the homeless shelter and we're going to do these certain things with it. And um, but, Or it could be simply denying yourself food um, so that when you're not eating lunch for 30 minutes, you're reading your Bible, you're praying. So I think you, you're exactly right. It's a form of consecration. Absolutely. Well, and I think about, um, a lot of the fasting was when they were mourning or mm-hmm. weeping or, you know, pouring, putting sackcloth and ashes and, yeah. and, you know, like, you know, like I think about people who just lost somebody, you know, and they're not very hungry. I mean, you know, like when they're, just, when they're just so grieving and so upset, they're, they're not eating, they, you mm-hmm. know, and all that. So, Again, there's some component tied into all that with food and spiritual right, and all yeah. that stuff. So I don't know. I just I, I was thinking that to me it just makes the point that God cares about about what we're putting in our body and and that it is it is appropriate to deny yourself yeah. some things sometimes. To, well, and I think that's the big takeaway from some of the chapters in the book is that God cares about your body. Mm-hmm. It's not just this 
16 buckets of water and one bucket of mud that's going to pass away, right? He, I mean, even Epaphroditus, it says he, he almost died because he didn't take care of his body. Well, why didn't Paul just heal him? Uh, he, Paul's got this great apostolic ministry of healing, but it says he denied taking care of his body and it was for the ministry. Yeah. But how many pastors, and that's why that doctor said, you pastors, you go 24-7 thinking, well, God's going to just bless me because I'm doing it for the work of the Lord. And no, you've still got to take care of your physical body. So I, there's spiritual and natural principles all wrapped up in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I think uh, it's been a good discussion. I'm glad we got to like raise awareness about this. I yeah. think Because I, I just... I think people need to be thinking about it. Um, I totally recommend your book, and uh, I uh, it's we sell it on our Influencer yeah. website store, but also you can find it on Amazon, right? You yeah, or AbidingNetwork.com. Yeah. AbidingNetwork.com. Okay, yeah, great. So, and uh, that's what our interviews before have been about the Abiding Network. So, yeah. uh, if you don't know this, Nate is a pastor, and he'd love to help any pastor um, learn how to make their church more of a disciple-making church. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah. resources and a network of pastors from all over the country. So uh, abidingnetwork.com is the best way to learn about that. Mm -hmm. So great. Okay. Well, thanks, Nate. Yes, sir. And uh, I uh, hope you all will uh, take a look at that and start praying about that in your own life because I believe God's got some uh, real blessings in store for you if you you pay attention and, and start applying some of these things. So anyway, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. And uh, we uh, do these again, one, you know, about once a week and interview people from all over the country and also our founder, Rocky Fleming, just to glean some of the wisdom out there. So anyway, I hope you are uh, out there enjoying uh, making disciples and uh, getting people plugged into journey groups and all that. If you need to learn more about that, go to influencers.org. We'll help you get plugged into a journey group or get you plugged into what with one of our regional directors out there around the country. Uh, the ministry is growing and we're also doing a lot of virtual mm. journey groups, which is awesome. So it's allowing us to, to invite people um, from anywhere. I, I, my virtual group has a, a guy from Egypt in it right now, which is amazing. So uh, so anyway, we're just so excited to see what God's doing. So and you guys are all part of it. So uh, I'm just going to keep uh, encouraging you out there to abide in Christ and go make disciples, use the journey uh, and do do the work of the ministry because you guys are the ministry. So God bless you today. Thanks for listening.